0: Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of Grecian's Gossip. Um, Just three of us today, Jamie Hawkins, Dan Clark, and myself, Howard Lloyd. No, uh, David Byram, he's off on the holiday. So, um, anyway, a few uh, few bits to look forward to, obviously big FA Cup game at the weekend. But we'll start with a quick look back, obviously a couple of games to cover since we last um, had a chat. That's uh, both Barnet and Newport. Now, Dan, Jamie, you guys were both at the uh, Barnet game on the Saturday. Uh, home win, the seventeenth home win of 2017. You we were saying, which is remarkable home record. Jamie, you're saying, is it the second, second most in the country? That you say? Yeah, like that? I believe
2: it must just be behind Manchester City, Port- uh, Portsmouth? Oh, Portsmouth? Portsmouth. Oh, Portsmouth. Yeah, well, they're well, games, they're yeah. playing the lower, lower oh, leagues. Yeah. Lower oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, it's a remarkable record when you think the last couple of years home has been pretty awful for for XC. You know, it took last November 2016 to win at home and you know it seems to be the reverse of you know, the away form being so so good um, and now it's the home form you know when I think when Tisdale first came in and it was ever so strong I think I remember there was a stat in about 90 home games he'd you know, only lost 9 or 10 which was pretty amazing um, and then the last like I said couple of years it's been pretty pretty awful really um, couldn't buy a home win and um, yeah this year it's been brilliant you know you look back to the start of twenty seventeen, when we going on that remarkable run, which took us all the way to Wembley, and then carried on this season. Um, just two home losses. I like Luton and Port Vale, and it's been pretty solid. Um, been pretty good. You know, it's especially with you know the Barnet, when there's been a few late winners. Um, injury time again on Saturday, and um, yeah, it's just great because not only does it keep the results going, but it keeps the fans coming back as well. Because it's easy to you know, for fans to be put off when you're not know, winning at home as we saw last season. That's it's very dispiriting, isn't it? A home defeat. I mean, yeah, yeah, especially when knocks the window. Yeah. yeah, when you pay that money as well and not only the perfor- the result but the performance not, not so good. So yeah, it's just it's remarkable really that it's um kept going for me. Any idea what it comes down to,
3: Dan? Um
1: oh,
3: it's very hard to put put your finger on it because I don't really sort of feel that too much has changed, you know. Particularly when it, when it started, sort of um, around this time last year, they started those wins. Not they weren't really a lot different to what they were doing at the, the first half of the last season. But it's you know I feel that you know perhaps they, you know they've got you know the likes of Jaden Stockley, Ruben Reed last season as well. You know players who didn't really need that many chances to to get a goal and grab the goals that you know you need to. You don't you know it's a case of you might not. Necessarily, you know, create a huge amount, but you, know, you only need one chance to put, you know, for your striker to put it in the back of the net, and you can get the goals. But it sort of feels that, you know, obviously there was a there was a lot of anti-Tisdale feeling, you know, around at the time when they weren't winning all the, these games at home, and it seems to have, you know, you know, disappeared a little bit. So much you don't sort of feel the same around the ground. There's not so much getting on the players' backs. As it was sort of you know at the at the time, and they sort of they keep going to the end, and they keep you know nicking these games late on. I mean, yes, the Barnet one, it was it wasn't a great game. They didn't, I don't think City played particularly well. Barnet had their chances to win that one. It's just one you know late goal that you know just keeps you know, you know a long ball forward and a great finish by by Taylor. It wasn't you know a game we'll probably remember in a couple of months, but. Just need to keep these wins going at home and try and, you know, figure out, you know, a formula to start picking up some points on the road as well. Because, you know, as great as the home form has been, if you keep losing every single away game, eventually, you know, it, it is going you know, to take its as It's shown. You know, it's sort of dropped from, you know, being in the in the automatic zone to now just in the playoffs as well. You know, partly because of the fire screen postponement, but partly because the away form. Really poor five defeats in a row, and mm. that's got to change. You feel if they want to, you know, f- for automatic promotion, that's got to change, and probably even for the playoffs as well. They're going to have to start winning some games away from home, and but they've got some tough away. I think the next two games, and away well, in Notts County and Luton, and you'd look at those two, and you'd go, "Well, that's my, you know," then it suddenly becomes seven defeats in a row, and that's mm. you know, have to take it, a
0: point from each of those, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. you just want
3: to get something, and. Yeah, something needs to change away from home, really.
0: Mm. Yeah, Jamie, I asked Dan what, what had changed at St James's Park with all the wins. What do you think's changed on the road? Well, I've been to quite a few away games this season because we've
2: played quite a few local ones um, and covering them for, for Devon Line as well, of course. But, I don't know, I think the start of the season, it was such a positive attitude um, and positive line-ups, you know, when... We went to Cheltenham with 2 down after about 10 15 minutes and came back to win, what, a 4-2 up. It was 4-3 in the end. But I can't remember the last real away game. I think Carlisle I went to, and Carlisle were pretty poor in City. Weren't really great, but they did enough to, to get the win. And then I went to Mansfield and really, really poor, but somehow managed to, to scrape a point. But, you know, the last the last couple, um, you know, went to Yeovil, and Daniel yeah. went as well, and that was one of the worst performances, of, probably the worst I've seen this season, at least. Um, you know, the line-up hasn't, doesn't seem too dissimilar to the home form. Um, you know, Yover we played with Stockley and McElindon up front, so it's quite a positive attack and line-up. Um, I think it's just individual errors, really. Um, the Jova game, you know, mentioned Lloyd James giving the ball away for the first goal. Um, you know, I wasn't at the Newport on... On Monday, but um, again, it just looked. I mean, the pitch was pretty atrocious, but you can't really use that as an excuse. But um, I think it was just mistakes, really. Um, the first goal was a header that seemed to loop, just loop over Pym. Um, the second one, it was a long way out, 25 yards, but perhaps he should have done better there. Um, but you know, City did have their chances. Um, Lloyd James, I think, missed a, a sitter, a header from head. I didn't see that on the highlights, but we had a few chances to, to get someone from that game. But as tough as a place Newport is to go, you really need to start picking up results away from, especially at teams like Yoga are really struggling. So it is a worry, um I don't know if fans were getting on the back of Tisdale again, um, after that game, but I think the positive thing was that still we only seventh in the least in the playoffs and only two points off Coventry in third. But um
3: it does certainly need Working on and, and quickly. Mm. I suppose one of the things from last season, all those great away performances you had, sort of Watkins, your Joe Grant, David Wheeler in the side, all had a pretty bit, little bit of pace about them to hit teams quickly on the counter attack. And sort of lost, obviously losing all three of those in the summer, and they haven't sort of been replaced by like-for-like light light kind of players. Really, you know, sort of so you know got Kyle Edwards, but he doesn't, you know, he seems to be more of an impact sub. Than sort of a starting option. Obviously, the other players they've brought in, they've brought in Boateng, they've brought in Stockley and those, you know, attacking or midfield attacking positions. And although they've got their, they've got their great qualities, they're not lightning quick like they were, which sort of means last season, Exeter could sort of just sit back, defend a little bit away from home, and then hit, te- you know, go from back to front very quickly and run at players. And this season, they haven't quite got. You know, the pace to do that, so you you might sort of feel he needs there needs to be sort of just a you know a way of looking at getting some a little bit more pace into the side away from home if you are gonna sort of play a, a sort of a similar kind of line-up to so whether that means Edwards you know needs to come in and start more, or you know sort of maybe someone like Holmes or McIlinden have just got to be told you know they can sort of play out on the wing, but have got to be more direct than perhaps they are when they get the ball to run at them, but. Yeah, that is what possibly, you know, one of the major differences, losing that quick counter-attacking threat, which means you've sort of almost got to you know, come out a bit more, take the games to the opposition a little bit more, and leaves you a little bit more open if you do lose the ball for for them to run at you.
0: Mm. I guess, I mean, Jamie, you alluded to it, but the, the nature of the goals conceded at Newport, you know, yeah, I think one of them was came out from a pretty suicidal pass across the back line from Lloyd James, and then... Difficult one about the winner, but question marks over Christy Pym as well. I mean, what, what did you, what did you both make it? Do you think Pym could have done better for that second one in particular? Or?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to remember it to be honest, yeah. but um, you know, I think it's, it's one. If Pim's been fairly consistent of late at Barnet. His his kicking was pretty poor. I mean, the weather didn't didn't help, but um, he's quite inconsistent, and he can do one amazing save uh, which he did against Barnet actually when. when they equalised. Um, he tipped over the bar he did extremely well, but then he can, um, you know, make a, a howler. Um, you know, he gets beaten at his near post. Um, so it is a worry, um, definitely. Um, you know, the, I think the communication with the back four hasn't been particularly great. Um, I Can't remember if it was a Barnet game or Forest Green um, when, you know, him and Seaborn seemed to keep getting muddled up who was claiming the ball. Um, So I think that doesn't help because at the start of the season it was so solid with Troy Brown and Jordan Taylor the centre-backs, and obviously Troy Brown's out injured, Taylor's picked up a lock, so you've got Seaworn and Troy Archibald who haven't played a lot um, of football, especially together, so I think it doesn't help his performance when the centre-backs in front of him aren't that um, fluent with each other, so that will be a concern, um, but it does need working on, um, yeah, for sure. But you know, Pim's been outstanding this season, You yeah, know, so many great saves, and
0: wouldn't be where we were now if, if it wasn't Pim. Mm. OK. Well, let's uh, listen to what Paul Tearsdale had to say about the, um, the result
4: quickly. Testing well, ourselves yeah. against Premier League OK, yeah, okay. Yeah. we're looking forward to uh, testing ourselves against <laughs> Premier League opposition. Um, I don't think we have to overthink it, I don't think we have to worry about it I think we've just got to go and play and hope for a really you know good entertaining game at the park and I think the players will look forward to it we'll miss out on a a game in the league which we'll have to replay another time which does pile up the fixtures and that's probably the only downside to the to the to the day we're really looking forward to it Um, I mean we make no predictions about what or how West Brom will or perform, it's about us, it's about what we do. And I think I'm just hoping everyone will really really enjoy the game. You know, we've had some good experiences recently in the FA Cup, and I'd like to repeat that.
3: And uh, just on Jordan, is, it, is his injury anything serious that will keep him
4: out of West Rom I don't know? think so, no. He, 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 he failed a fitness test this morning, it, it was like a, a muscle injury off the back of Saturday, and it was just the game being played, this game being played tomorrow, I think he would have made it. Just a casualty, I suppose, of the two games in three days. Just couldn't quite get him back on the pitch. As, as I say, I think if the game was another day, I think he would have played. Okay.
0: There we go. Those were Paul Tisdale's thoughts on the uh, Newport game. Um, bit of news that we received on uh, on Wednesday. Ken Wilson, he's been recalled by West Brom. Our, um, uh, Jamie, you sort of covered a bit on this. And a bit of a shame as far as you're concerned. you think he's made a good impact to the city? Yeah, I think he's been pretty
2: solid. Um, he hasn't played every game. Eight Eight appearances he's made, but seventeen years old, he's looking for first team football and he, he got it. And um, you know he he was excellent, really. Um, I think he made his debut in Mansfield when, when I covered the game, and he he got sent off. Um, and I think Tisdale basically um, he didn't say you know it was wrong for him to do that, but it was certainly a learning curve for him, and he's used that to his advantage. I think um, you know he's his attacking player, I think. Being particularly impressive, you know, make strong runs um, down the right hand side and um, it put a great cross in and on Barnet he, he scored a, a really good goal as well, his first professional goal. Mm. Um, so he certainly made an impact at the club and I guess that's been picked up by um, Alan Pardew who basically said um, he needs to have a proper look at the lone players because he's just been watching them on videos. Um, so I guess it suggests that they're, they're quite a, a weakened squad at the moment. You know, the bottom of the league, um, desperate for for a win and a good performance. And um, maybe he'll use him in the first team. I can't see him really playing much more than he did at City. He might get on the first team bench a few times, but it's quite surprised to be honest because you know he's done so well at, at City, just getting. So a good standard, a good level, and hopefully he'll um, play some football because it can come crashing back down to him, and you know give it a few weeks, and he's not playing, all of a sudden his confidence will go, and his performances might drop. So yeah, very disappointed, but um,
0: I guess in a way with his performances, not too surprised because it must have been picked upon. Yeah, it would be a shame if, it, if as you say, no, since he's been getting game time at City, if he suddenly went back to West Brom and didn't
3: I suppose, I think it, is, well, it was a bit of a surprise he came in the first place. He was actually on the bench, I think, for the first couple of the games mm-hmm. for West Brom this season. I know they were a little bit short of players at, at the start of the season, but obviously they saw enough, you know, he was highly rated enough to, to be in their 18-man squad for the first mm-hmm. couple of games. Consequently, the only ones they've won this season. So uh, mm. maybe you'd be a bit, bit of a lucky charm <laughs> for West Brom to come back. But you know, obviously, it seemed a bit of a surprise that they let him go on loan in the first place when he was that in mm. and around the squad. And obviously, it does leave extra a little bit light at right back as well. Obviously, Piers Sweeney is the only sort of player you'd look at. You you'd you'd expect to play there really. Much as this is, I know Lloyd James dropped in there in that the Forest Green Cup game, that's down to ten men. But you wouldn't think that's a sort of a long-term option. So maybe you know, obviously, Portista said he wants to make a few signings, and maybe sort of a you know, a right back is going to have to go you know, near the near the top of the list, as that's a position the club's short
0: in at the minute. Mm, There's a good little story actually in Dean Moxie's column before. On the Devon Live website and uh, in the Echo this week, about um, I think Dean Moxie said that he was drug tested along with Kane Wilson after the um, <laughs> after the Barnet game. And it's an interesting, uh, interesting. Oh, I won't give it away. There's an interesting little story there about the, kind of the chat he had with two Barnet players and and Kane Wilson after that one. So I'd uh, urge anyone to have a have a quick look at that. Um, I guess does this all mean that he can he could potentially play this weekend in the Cup, or has he, he appeared? I for think he's
3: cut he's cut the cup title already. Right? He's yeah. already played. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame, that would be, yeah. be a great
0: little uh, <laughs> subplot, wouldn't it? Uh, an interesting game. I mean, Dan, yeah, looking ahead to this West Brom game, I mean, what kind of chance have City really got, do you think, to, to spring the upset?
3: I think they've got a chance, really, because mainly you've got to look at the way West Brom have been playing for pretty much all season, really. Actually, even further, going back to the back end of last season as well, it's sort of, you know, they, again, they lost you know, at West Ham, which, you know, at the minute seems to take some doing it as well. You know, and that means it's twenty games without a win now, for and they won their first three this season and haven't won since. I mean, Alan Pardew, you know, is sort of getting under a little bit of pressure already. I think it's eight or nine games he's been in charge; they haven't won any of them. And if you stretch it back to the last end of the end of last season, about three wins in thirty-five for West Brom, and it's a side that you know they're, they're seriously lacking confidence. They don't. You you look at the side and you go, you really struggle to see where the goals are going to come from. You know, particularly in the Premier League, to keep them up and they've gone, you know, so many games without a win now that, you know, they sort of you must be looking. Well, when are we going to get a win? Obviously, they're they're right down at the bottom of the Premier League with Swansea. I think it's four points or four or five points away from, you know, relegation zone. So they're getting to that point where. Starting to get cut adrift a little bit, and you know, they, the real question obviously is going to be sort of what kind of team that Westbourne put out. I think we all think that if he fields his best side, they're probably gonna have enough to beat Exeter on the day. But if he you know, starts to make changes, you know, three games in a, in a week, and Depardieu's been very vocal about you know, the fixture congestion that they've had and sort of compl- you know, putting in an official complaint to the league about it, suggests. He doesn't think his squad can be that fully fit and there's going to be a lot of tired legs around, so, you know, you might be looking at, sort of, you know, 8, 9, 10, even 11 changes, and then that sort of really, you know, makes it a, a lot more even playing field because, you know, a full-strength West Brom side probably have too much, but a second-string West Brom side, you know, players who haven't played a lot together, you know, who aren't actually good enough to get into that West Brom side who are struggling so much you know, particularly combinations who have not really ever played together it gives City more of a chance I mean, you'd, you'd probably say West Brom are likely you know, to be the favourites but, you know, I think City you, you give themselves a good sh- you know, a shot at, at winning this and, you know, there's always there's always going to be A Cup shock on third round day Um I think you know it's it's one of the games that's on international TV. I mean, I think it's Five Lives commentary game as well, and I think they've got a pretty good record of actually picking, you know, a game to commentate on where the shock happens. So <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
3: you know, it's uh, some of which
0: have involved Extra City. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yeah,
3: but you know, you sort of feel it's you know, it. they have got a good chance in this one. I think you you probably still think West will have enough, but. You know, City have got to fancy themselves, particularly if they can get that early in, in front of a sellout crowd.
0: Mm. Jeremy, where do you stand on the West Brom team section? I, I guess on their league position could almost come back to haunt Exeter City in the sense that if they are desperate for that win, you know, yeah. a strong side could could be in the offing for
2: Yeah, I mean, I think Alan Pardy will be having some headaches over the next few days about what team to pick because, as you said, they're once and obviously absolutely desperate for a win, um, and the thought of you know being knocked out of the cup by a league two side is pretty humiliating for him and the club and it will put the pressure on him so with that in mind he might play a really strong team um, which you know on, on paper is a pretty decent team you know they've got some international players in there and quite experienced as well um, but if he chooses to to prioritize the league which he should you know it's a really fighting relegation um... You know, making nine or ten changes could really, you know, give City a chance. Um, You know, as we saw against Liverpool when Jürgen Klopp put to play a completely weakened team, and on the day City should have beaten them. So um, it's going to be an interesting one. I think the result will depend on West Brom's team. Um, It's just going to be a great game. I think it's probably one of the best ties City could have got, actually, given their form and their woes at the moment. playing at home on a a dodgy pitch. It's not going to favour either side, but City are used to it by now, so you'd think it would favour them a bit more. Um, it's going to be strange of course, still playing in front of half a stadium with, with two stands. I think when West Brom come down they might wonder what, what on earth's going on. But um, it's got all the makings for a, a great cup tie and an upset, and you know, given City's... Impressive home form, 17 home wins this season. Why not make it 18? Why not go for it? You know, and Tisdale's got a decent record against um, some some big teams that we've played. Um, so, yeah, I'm
0: pretty optimistic at the moment, mm-hmm. have to be honest. Well, I know you guys are both City fans, so if I ask you to kind of list fond FA Cup memories of uh, Exeter City, I mean. Do you both just go straight back to those Manchester United games, or any well, the others that stand out? There's or? not a lot of else <laughs> sort of, the cup
3: records. It's not been great, and I think it's only sort of it's only the third time in going back what, 12, 13 years that they've even reached the third round. And obviously you know things that other than say the Man United game and the Liverpool game. Things that come to mind firstly when you think of the FA Cup are sort of the horrible losses to Curzon Ashton and <laughs> Warrington, and you know on draw day going off, please not bury away again. But yeah, those you know, they were obviously some you know, the great you know, holding both Liverpool and Man United in those cup ties the first time round and lost the replay in the end, but, you know, there were great experiences and, you know, great days for the club as well and, you know, I think this you know, just needs to obviously you know, the next stage is to is to win one of those big ties and, you know, get themselves in the fourth round for you know, first time in well a very
0: very long time. Years Yeah, it's amazing when I look back at that Manchester United tie because I was at university at the time and uh, in, in Reading actually. And I was with a friend of mine who was a Manchester United fan and we were watching it on television and just kind of you know, since you got that draw and I just didn't really. It was amazing how I didn't really think much of it because I had no connection to Exeter then. Obviously it was a bit of a surprise, but if you weren't involved with Exeter, so many people didn't have any idea about the implications of that mm. that game and obviously the replay at, at Old Trafford and. Stuff like that. So it's amazing how kind of you know these FA Cup games. They can have a huge bearing on the club, can't they?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the first leg at uh, Old Trafford. I think the biggest, the thing that sticks out in my mind is when the draw was made because they filmed Steve Perryman, and you know, Alex Ingleford watching it from home. Thing, and Steve Perryman doing like, you know, Saka was doing. He was, you know, like I said, it saved the club really because it was a really awful time at at the moment. And, and then the replay. I remember when, you know, obviously had match of the day coming down. That had happened for a long, long time. And I think it was Alan Hansen. Like had no idea where Exeter was. or Never heard of it. or Something like that. It's, like they say, it's all cliche. But it was like the magic of the cup. And um, you know, a 2 0 loss wasn't was too bad. I remember. I think it was Steve Flack had a goal disallowed, and I was still celebrating till about last year. And, um, <laughs> But yeah, and then obviously the Liverpool tie was another great one as well, because um, we played them in the League Cup a couple of years before. Mm. Um, you know, to see Jurgen Klopp, who only just joined at the time, you know, it, that was a great game, and like I said, one that he should have won. And then obviously got the replay at Anfield, which was a great great day out as well. Um, so yeah, it's interesting how we don't get to the further often, but when we do, it's always Premier League teams. Um And
3: yeah, it's going to be another great day, I think. Mm. The Man United game, if we remember Scott Eileen, that many Ronaldo (laughs) (laughs) still the high point of his career, I think. (laughs) I think I remember
0: Steve Perrin saying he's still dining out on that to this day. It's funny, actually, this one, West Brom, I mean, you you obviously would, I guess, still call City the underdogs, but I think there probably is a little bit more area of expectation about this weekend than some of the, you know, Mm. Liverpool and Man United games, it's kind of a... Take what you can get, almost. But against West Brom, I think it's just that slight air of expectation. Yeah, it's the Because
2: I remember when we played um, Hull in the League Cup a couple of years ago. I know it was really early in the season, but they were really struggling in the league at that time, and everyone thought it could be a, a shock on there. But in the end, they ran out pretty comfortable winners. Um, but yeah, it's just I don't know what the odds on City win would mm-hmm. be, but uh, wouldn't be against putting a,
0: a pound or two on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, um. We got up with Dean Moxie as well to catch his thoughts about the West Brom game. Let's have a listen to what uh, he had to say about it. Thoughts
1: on today's game? <laughs> uh, not, not a great result, uh, not a great first half. We battled well second half, but it wasn't to be on the day, it was not great conditions, but both sides had it. So.
3: And I guess uh, frustrating as well with this sort of, uh, well, two week break now for uh, for the West Brom games? Yeah,
1: it? frustrating. Oh but we wanted to come here and get the three points, but um, like I say, we've got a two week break now, and uh, it's the FA Cup we've got to concentrate on now and try and get it to the next and round. And
3: I guess uh, six points, well, uh, no, three points from, from the sort of uh, uh, three, uh, yeah. three Christmas games isn't yeah. exactly
1: what you're aiming for you've still got the Forest Green going to come nah, yeah it's obviously we want, we wanted to get more than that um, it didn't it didn't happen over the Christmas period for us for some reason or another but obviously with the game caught off we, we've still got that to play but uh, yeah we wanted to come here and get the points which we left uh, disappointed today
3: and I guess uh, West Bromley like, you
1: can almost look to bounce back
3: with, with some great, great home form you
1: know? yeah it's, it's one of those where we've got no pressure on us now we've got a Premier League team coming to play at our place on, on not a great pitch and whether they want to play on that I don't know it's not it's, it's not great for anyone but yeah we've got, we've got a, a good chance to get into the fourth round and that's that's what we want to do
3: and uh, you know there are players in the squad who play against Liverpool you play against Man United you know great memories to play against Premier
1: League clubs as well yes yeah, it? it's, it's, it's fantastic it's obviously uh like I said there's no, no pressure on us it's a it's a win-win really it's, we, we want to get into the fourth round obviously but um yeah it'll be a good test up against a good Brom team okay then
0: was, uh, Dean Moxie there. Um I guess just before we finish off guys, we'll ask you for some predictions. Dan,
3: what are you saying? Um I'm gonna I'm gonna go sort of maybe half overhead on this one and say City to, to win 3-2. Oh wow, high score. Wow.
2: Jamie? I really do think it comes down on West Brom's team selection if they play their strongest team I can only see a comfortable win for them. But I think they'll
0: play a weak team and I'm gonna go for a score draw. One one maybe. Mm, I think that's a good shout. Like, like, yeah, that and a replay would not be the worst thing in the world, would it, for the City yeah. of the Hawthorns either. Yeah. So uh, Well what's this basically? I look forward to reconvening this yeah, time seeing how I go on. But well thanks very much for joining us and we'll see you then. Cheers.